0: Welcome back to Air Magique. I'm your host, Eric, and with me is my amazing co-host, Niels.
1: Hello, everyone. Today, we're talking all about the best restaurants at Disneyland Paris, whether buffet or table service, in or out of the parks. We're breaking down the best eateries at the happiest place of Europe. Oh, yeah.
0: I'm hungry already. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) But before we get to all that sub news, Disney Parks Experiences and Products Chairman Josh Diamaro announced that the 30th anniversary celebrations will be extended until september 30th 2023 so if you all haven't gone to check them out yet you still have a little bit of time left which is pretty cool (laughs) also a brand new pixar themed show will debut next summer at studio theater in walt disney studios park right in time for the 30th anniversary to come to an end it'll be called pixar we belong together the new show will focus on friendship and family We Belong Together will combine innovative stage technology, video and lighting design, and a large cast of characters from several Pixar films. So that's really cool that we're getting another show in Walt Disney Studios Park. Hopefully Mickey and the Magician also stays this will be going into the studio theater which is where the meet and greets are currently being held a lot so that's where minnie was hanging out with her parisian outfit (laughs) nice to see a stage show back in there and the concept art looks pretty neat with the hovering doors and sully and mike walking around so Mm -hmm. yeah what do you think of it niels this could be the second big show yeah indeed i hope that we
1: keep mickey and the magician totally also in 2023 but um, i guess so so then there are two big shows uh, to choose from so So yeah, I'm really happy that Pixar gets a bit more attention show-wise, as it's always there in the meet and greets. There's, of course, a whole Pixar area in the studio park. Pixar characters are part of parades, but we never had something like a big Pixar show. So uh, yeah, I think that's uh, something Pixar deserves. The only thing that feels a little bit weird is that it's located on the let's say avengers campus site of the production courtyard instead of where mickey and the magician is close to the world of pixar area so um yeah pixar gets a little bit (laughs) spread out over the park yeah i know what you mean but still really happy that we get another quality show at the studios
0: totally i'll take it i don't recall ever having seen like a high quality Pixar show in paris before the only thing no, me neither pixar wise that i've experienced in any disney park personally is the monsters inc laugh floor at oh, old yeah. disney world in magic kingdom yeah but that's a show format that doesn't really work in europe due to the different languages yeah, yeah no this will be really cool we also got a first official look of the new area that will connect the current park to the new lake and lands. So the Boulevard will enable park goers to stroll, relax and discover new green spaces. It'll feature a promenade of unique gardens, each inspired by Disney stories. The Tangled Garden will also feature a Tangled-themed teacup-style family attraction. And Toy Story Garden will feature larger-than-life characters and playful landscaping. So both of these look really fun. It's not an e-ticket announcement, right? I don't think we <laughs> no. got any like huge e-ticket things at D23 for Paris that we no, you know didn't already no. know about. So <laughs> this is more of like, a, okay, here's some improvements that we're making to the ambience of Walt Disney Studios Park, exactly. And
1: they will need. To add some attractions, indeed,
0: some bigger things.
1: Yeah. It's really nice to have nice walkways and to get a lot of green, to get this nice lake, more restaurants, nice gardens with all kinds of decorations. But uh, yeah, in the end, uh, there needs to be a couple of shows and big rides. Yeah. But let's say this is creating the environment <laughs> to be able to add more lands and more rides, something that uh, the studios really need.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is just creating the path that leads to an e-ticket, right? Exactly this boulevard is not gonna bring in the crowds it's not gonna be a reason why most people will want to visit Walt Disney Studios Park. I mean, of course, us as fans, you know, it's a different thing. Mm -hmm. We'll definitely want to check it out, but the average parkour is not really going to care that much.
1: It's a little bit like uh, Main Street, actually. That's true. Yeah, that's an interesting comparison. You have to pass through it to get somewhere, to get to the central hub. Yeah, And from there, you pick your lands, you pick your battles. Like we have Plaza Gardens and Casey's and a couple of restaurants at the end of Main Street. We'll also get restaurants here yeah, it feels a little bit like that. And uh, maybe this boulevard will also be the future home of uh, food festivals, like what we now have in the Ratatouille area, oh, yeah, food
0: kiosks could easily be placed here. That's totally true. Along this boulevard, that would be really nice. Yeah, You know, since they released the concept art, especially the detailed look at the new restaurant and Mm -hmm. now the leaked art that we've seen for the Tangled Ride and the official art that we've seen for the English Gardens, this whole space reads more Disneyland Park to me than it does Walt Disney Studios Park. It does look very aesthetic, and I'm totally not
1: complaining. But it's also because of the Victorian style yeah. Yeah, of the restaurant, yeah. and yeah, it's typically Main Street.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Like a greener yeah. Main Street
1: Boulevard, you yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there are no houses <laughs> everywhere, but there are some touches that fit more in the Disneyland park, and also the teacup uh, style, Tangled, right? Yeah, Tangled, yeah, that's more something for Fantasyland. Yeah, totally. Um,
0: I agree. (laughs) You know what? I'll take it. It's a flat ride. It's nothing spectacular, but I'm sure the theming's going to look lovely and those lanterns are going to look fabulous at night. Yeah, exactly. Does Walt Disney Studios Park need another flat ride? Right now, I don't really think so. But in the future, when the new Frozen Mm -hmm. Land opens up, I think it's going to be a great buffer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll see how long they keep the the genie flat ride around. Yeah, the flying carpets. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, maybe
1: they take that out. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure that space could be utilized for something else. We'll see. Yeah, so the picturesque promenade will also include the table service restaurant, and parkourers will be able to enjoy panoramic views across the lake and meet Disney characters there, which is going to be a lot of fun. This is kind of like the Plaza Gardens of Walt Disney Studios Park. Groundworks are also moving forward on the lake and the new Frozen-themed land. An international team of Imagineers is striving to immerse fans in the Kingdom of Arendelle. We've done a whole breakdown of all the plans that have leaked in regards to the Kingdom of Arendelle. Yeah. Check out that episode <laughs> if you want to learn all the details. Yeah, it's definitely going to be home to a new e-ticket attraction that will take park goers on a journey alongside Elsa and Anna. And this is, of course, rumored to be a clone of Frozen Ever After in Epcot Center in Walt Disney World. Outside of the parks, Frozen IP is also being integrated into the Disneyland Hotel. The iconic five-star hotel will reopen in 2024. That's the first time we've got an official date, which is so exciting. I mean, at least a year. It's not an exact (laughs) date, but we've got a year. (laughs) So it'll reopen after the in-depth refurbishment has been completed. And Disney announced it will feature themed rooms and suites inspired by Disney films such as Tangled, Beauty and the Beast, Cinderella, and of course Frozen. For which they showed some concept art at D23 and the art looks really nice. It's definitely got a lot of details. You've got the frozen snow patterns across the bed frame. Yeah. It looks very clean. It's not mm-hmm. too playful. There's no like huge wall graphics or anything like that. You've got framed picture, but it's all very elegant and subtle, but if you look at the details, they definitely all scream frozen. And if I'm not mistaken, there's even stained glass snowflake window in a triangle shape next to the bed frame. It looks like that. Yeah. Uh, I wonder if it's going to be a real window or a lamp basically, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that you can turn off and off.
1: I think so. Uh, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) At least that's also my expectation.
0: But It looks indeed
1: pretty clean and um, the details are really frozen but um, overall if you're not into Frozen or uh, you're a tough guy and you don't (laughs) want to be in a princess room it's not that princess room where you don't want to sleep so I think they did a pretty good job Yeah. same goes basically for the Marvel Hotel uh, that we have right now it's not screaming Marvel so everyone can enjoy this luxury hotel but if you
0: look close then there are some nice touches that works pretty well totally I agree if we break down the whole details. 23 thing in regards to Disneyland Paris. There weren't any major announcements that we didn't already know about. They gave us a couple more details here and there, and they gave us a little bit more art. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of talk going around in the Disney community right now that it was a big disappointment, especially for a lot of fans in the States as well. (laughs) I'm not hugely disappointed because I wasn't expecting that much. The whole brainstorming session on stage with the Imagineers was really (laughs) something different. Yeah, the one thing I was really hoping to get was either to have our Star Wars land confirmed Mm -hmm. or cancelled or at least have them announce what is going to go in that space. Because right now all we have are the rumors that say it is definitely cancelled and the executives are trying to decide between bringing Avatar the world of Pandora and a new Lion King land to the park. Personally, I'd hope our new land would still be somewhere in the Star Wars universe, perhaps something leaning more towards the Mandalorian or the original trilogy. Mm -hmm. However, if we have to decide between the two options given, I'd love to see the world of Pandora come to Europe. It's nothing like what we've seen before in Paris, and the e-ticket Flight of Passage attraction would be a completely new ride system for us. Mm -hmm. Not to mention the wonderful food. Whereas with The Lion King, I feel like we've already got a slightly Africa-inspired space yeah. in Adventureland. Not to mention that Fantasialand has a huge Africa-inspired land there, and that's only a couple hours' drive away from Design Paris. Pandora would be something completely new to Europe, and no other theme park here has something like that with lots of indoor attractions, which is a big plus for our inclement weather situation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, Niels, what would you like to see? Well, yeah, well, I hope we get both.
1: <laughs> <laughs> As, well, Lion King is a movie that a lot of people relate to. Yeah. A lot of people love. Whether it's the classic animation or the live-action film, or well, in the next years we will get the Mufasa prequel. that's right so this is definitely a franchise that yeah a lot of people like Uh, so in that sense I understand if they want to bring Lion King to Disneyland Paris. And nobody has a Lion King land, right? It would be something completely original. No, exactly. Yeah, we only have Hakuna Matata (laughs) in (laughs) Adventureland, indeed. I'm really curious what kind of attractions a Lion King land would feature, as I don't really have an idea (laughs) right now. But if we have to choose between Pandora and Lion King, then I would definitely choose Pandora, just because it's my favorite land in Walt Disney World, and Flight of Passage was my favorite role. Right. When I was visiting the states, I also loved that refreshing night blossom beverage. Mm-hmm. The balls from Satuli Canteen were delicious and also quite easy to make. It's fast food, but quite healthy and something completely different. So yeah, I was really happy with it. In my opinion, one of the best quick service restaurants they had in the Walt Disney World. And I also have to admit that the other ride, uh, the Navi River journey that is in Pandora in Animal Kingdom. That
0: looks like a great
1: after-lunch attraction. Yeah, (laughs) it's far too short, but I love it for its atmospheric experience. So for me, Pandora and Paris will be like a dream come true. Especially now we'll get more Avatar movies in the next years. Oh, so exciting. Yeah, pretty excited about this all. It would be nice if we get something different than Pandora in the Walt Disney World. Yeah. Bring us the best and add something unique for Paris. That would be my only wish.
0: <laughs> the thing with The Lion King is that what we saw in the movie, it was like all wide open plains, except for that one iconic mountain structure. Mm-hmm. So it kind of limits you and <laughs> yeah. how immersive you can make it. I guess you could do the Elephant Graveyard. Yeah, they could do everything with this yeah, <laughs> concept totally. art they Yeah, whatever they want. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's interesting. I'm curious what uh, the future will bring. Or we can just get a safari uh, ride, <laughs> like uh, Animal Kingdom. Oh my gosh, that'd
0: be so cool. <laughs> Never gonna happen, but that'd be awesome.
1: With <laughs> <laughs> no. real-life animals, uh, like the safari in yeah. the Animal Kingdom. The
0: jaded Disneyland Paris fan in me is like, oh yeah, they're gonna plan this amazing elaborate dark ride for the Lion King if they decide to do that. And then Cost Engineering is gonna take a look at it and be like, like nope you get a flat ride you get a <laughs> nope. flat ride you get a flat ride <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, yeah. yeah Let's
1: not talk about cost engineering but anymore. Maybe we can get something like an uh, advanced Jingle Cruise, something like
0: That'd that. that cool um, too. I'd like that. Yeah. Uh, well, the park is getting a water ride with Frozen, right? So at least we'll have True. one water ride in Walt Disney Studios Park, but I wouldn't be opposed to two. <laughs> <laughs> no. In this month's Patreon exclusive show, we're talking all about the secrets of Disneyland Paris. That's right. In part four of our series, we'll be sharing obscure fun facts, insider knowledge, and so much more you can get access to this exclusive show as well as all of our other fabulous patreon exclusive shows over on patreon.com slash airmagique and it all starts at just two euros so you can stick around to the very end of this show for a short preview of that patreon exclusive episode so niels there are so many fabulous table service and buffet restaurant at disneyland paris resort why don't we dive right in what is your first yes. well in this episode I'm taking care of the uh,
1: buffet restaurants and Eric uh, (laughs) (laughs) of the table service restaurants (laughs) split up. (laughs) No, so there are buffets in all six Disney hotels, including uh, the currently closed uh, Disneyland hotel, which used to have a buffet. Disney's Davy Crockett Ranch also offers a buffet. These are, of course, all outside the parks, just like La Grange at Billy Bob's that's in Disney Village. Yeah. In the parks are limited buffet options. In Walt Disney Studios Park, we only have Pim Kitchen, while Disneyland Park has Agrabah Cafe and Plaza Gardens. So I've selected my top three buffets for this moment, September 2022, if you're listening to this in the future. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll share them here in this episode in a random order, as I can't really pick... Like a number one. They're all so different. Yeah, that's the thing. So, that's the good thing that they're really different. And indeed, they all have their own <laughs> good and bad uh, things. So, yeah. let's kick off with my first pick, and that's restaurant Agraba Cafe. This buffet can be found in Disneyland Parks Adventureland directly on the right when entering the land through the beautiful main gate with those torches and that blue chandelier. When Disneyland Paris opened in 1992, this place used to be an Adventureland Bazaar, a real bazaar where you could purchase exotic and Middle Eastern uh, products. <laughs> so, yeah. cool. so not the standard Disney souvenirs, but yeah, real products that uh, relate to that area. So perfectly on theme for Adventureland, but closed nowadays, probably because it wasn't profitable enough. <laughs> so nowadays it's a restaurant still on theme as it looks like that Middle Eastern Bazaar with small streets, cozy places, it almost feels like a labyrinth. But uh, yeah, it's a restaurant now. The food offering on the buffet is also on theme with lots of spices, thousand, thousand, <laughs> <laughs> Southern and Middle Eastern influences. It's not a specific kitchen, and it has, of course, accessible food options for everyone. But it definitely feels quite different from any other restaurant at Disneyland Paris so uh, yeah that's exactly why I love this place a lot for years already no burgers no nuggets no pizza but yeah a unique offering what they have is delicious spiced sausages tender meatballs couscous kebab deep fried snacks with uh, white cheese in it so that feels a bit Turkish to me a lot of salad options and vegetables with honey and cinnamon and all kinds of spices. Some spices you can add yourself. Some are already added to the vegetables. There's also white cheese uh, to add to your salad and uh, well, a lot of other stuff. So that's really nice. And the dessert buffet also offers some unique items as most buffet restaurants have quite a similar dessert offering. In addition to some of those typical Disney sweets, there are various sweet baklavas. And I love the ones with the pistachio, (laughs) but (laughs) if you want to eat, yeah, something really different and delicious in one of the most beautifully themed restaurants, then well, go to this place, go to Acroba Cafe, as um, it will definitely be an eye-opener if you have never been there.
0: Yeah, I mean it looks so unique and it's also at this wonderful location. It's really close to Mm -hmm. Central Plaza. It's one of the first things when you enter through the Adventureland Bazaar. And yeah, like you mentioned, totally unique food. It's stuff that you can't get anywhere else in Disneyland Park and around the resort, really. So that definitely makes it a great mm-hmm. place. Plus lots of details to look out for when you're walking around through the restaurant spaces, which yeah, is really fun. It's amazing. I said, it's a bit like a yeah. labyrinth, <laughs> but
1: I love when I go to the buffet to get some food, to walk back through different streets, be sure to uh, spot some other details as there's so much to see indeed. It's, uh, it's really nice. Cool beans. So what's
0: your one? <laughs> Keeping to Adventureland Ooh. for consistency. But after all these years, I mean this is still my favourite Disneyland Paris restaurant. The immersive ambience and Caribbean inspired venue are so unique to Captain Jack's. Yeah. The food is a nice departure from the dishes served at other restaurants around the resort. Captain Jack's is also the home of the best Virgin Lada, so that's a mocktail. <laughs> <laughs> the creamy, coconutty dream with just a hint of rum served in a faux coconut. It's one of life's biggest pleasures. It's so good. We'll shortly be visiting Disneyland Paris with Florian's parents, and this is their very first time inside any Disney park, so we are 100% taking them to Captain Jack's for lunch. (laughs) I would consider this a must-do for anyone who is visiting the parks for the first time. I mean, if the budget suffices, of course. I know it's not the most affordable option ever, but this goes for all table service Mm. and buffet restaurants, really. It's well worth the price if it's within your range, though. Yeah. Besides the unique food, you sit in the show building of Pirates of the Caribbean attraction, which in itself is so cool. If you get a table near the water, you can watch the boats pass by. Some folks riding the attraction will call out the occasional bon appetit from their boat, <laughs> which is absolutely hilarious. My culinary highlights include the chopped smoked chicken with green papaya and pickled vegetables for starters. It had a fresh citrusy taste, and it's not too sweet despite the papaya. Mm -hmm. It's also served cold, making this an excellent warm weather dish. For the main course, we can recommend both the oven baked mahi-mahi and the Caribbean chicken. Yeah, they're equally good. Just go with what you're in the mood for. (laughs) (laughs) As for dessert, the island style rice pudding is always a win. In terms of ambiance, Captain Jax is just the best option if you'd like to escape reality for a little bit. When entering the darkened waiting area, keep an eye out for the incredible concept art strewn across all of the walls. You can find a few of the pieces in the Adventureland room in Waltz, an American restaurant. Yeah. However, this is the extensive collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. On your way to the table, keep your eyes and ears open for this often missed detail. There's a stream of water running underneath the small yeah, bridge. Yeah, that's so nice. <laughs> yeah, you have to cross a bridge to get to the dining area so everybody walks past it, but you can hear the water splashing to your left as you head towards your table. And one is completely immersed in a warm Caribbean night night as soon as you enter the space, the water running alongside the restaurant, and the massive show building filled with palm trees and huge sets, it really sells it. While Captain Jack's is not officially a character dining restaurant, Captain Jack does make an appearance every once in a while. He'll walk through his establishment and stop by various lucky tables for a quick chat Speaking of Captain Jack, between 1992 and 2016, the establishment was known as the Blue Lagoon Restaurant. Mm, The story went that it was run by the descendants of the original Spanish fort residents and the local villagers from the Caribbean that we met throughout the attraction. Today, the restaurant has become a pirate's tavern, whose new owner is none other than Jack Sparrow. Hint, hint, the name of the restaurant. (laughs) Captain Jack wanted off Angelica Teach, Blackbeard's daughter, by way of a (laughs) bet. Captain Jack's is also an okay option for vegans. As of this recording, there is one vegan dish per category, starter main and dessert, as well as an additional vegetarian dish as a starter. There are two menus available, the so-called Three Course Pirates Treasure Menu for 42 Euro, as well as the (laughs) (laughs) Moussalon? This, this French word is killing me. Mousselon menu for kids age 3 to 11. I googled that word, by the way. And it means something along the lines of like a young ship's ah, assistant. But, okay. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Didn't know that. <laughs> so what's next on your list, Niels? Yeah, next on my
1: list is the newest buffet restaurant uh, of Disneyland Paris, which is oh, yeah. in Kitchen. <laughs> Pim is on the left when you enter Avengers Campus at Walt Disney Studios Park through its main gate. Here we enter the world of Ant-Man from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Everything in this restaurant is about shrinking and growing, made possible by the Pim Particle Innovation. (laughs) So, waiters wear lab coats, art on the walls, show Ant-Man and the Wasp handling huge French food and beverage items. Drinks come in lab beakers, salt and pepper on your table is in lab tubes. That's not all. Above the buffet, you'll find a huge machine, which is actually a screen. (laughs) (laughs) It has an input and an output, so food and sometimes even spider bots go in and come out in a small or super size on the other side. There are red and blue pipes connected to this machine, and you'll see those bigger pipes also on the outside of the restaurant. So that's where the shrink and grow particles come from. On the buffet itself, you'll find small and big food items as well, like a regular salad with croutons, where some huge croutons have been added. There's also a mega size hamburger, pretzel and hot dog as well. You can get a slice from those, so you don't get <laughs> the whole hamburger, <laughs> which is like a full pan.
0: <laughs> I wonder if they give it to you if you ask. <laughs> yeah,
1: Maybe. <laughs> well, let's try next time. <laughs> so usually you just get a slice. You can ask for a bigger slice if you like to. Alongside you'll find some baby hamburgers and baby hot dogs. Just like you can get a regular size pretzel on the table uh, from your waiter from a lot of things you have the small and the bigger versions uh, over there. So that's, uh, that's pretty nice. Overall, the food is American with some French and international touches. There's a small separate kits section on the buffet, and there's a large desserts selection, including sweets and cheeses. Yeah. If you want to hear more about the food options and the special drink from Pim kitchen, then please check out the Patreon exclusive episode that we recorded before about Pim. Overall, it's a bit pricey for the type of food you get, but usually the quality is good and it's the whole experience that you're paying for. Maybe not the best option for vegetarians, by the way, (laughs) as the main dishes like that quantum size dog, burger and pretzel are all not available in a vegetarian option. That's true. There are veggie options, but well, the stuff that you're coming for with the big and small sizes, they're not veggie. Be sure to make a reservation for Pim, as it's highly popular at the moment and uh, it's open for both lunch and dinner, so um, yeah, be sure to uh,
0: check it out. I'm glad you mentioned the reservations because this goes without saying really for all the restaurants that we were mentioning on this list, like yeah, make a right. reservation. Maybe it's a little bit easier to get into Agrabah Cafe, but... Everything else, especially Captain Jack's as well, it's always booked the night of the reservation release window, which is two months in advance. Yep. So your best bet to get a table there is either to book it right away as soon as that window opens up mm-hmm. or book it the day of your visit and see by checking every hour or so to see if somebody canceled. Yeah. That's another way to get it. But exactly. Yeah.
1: You can always go to a restaurant and ask if there's a spot available True. and sometimes people leave early. and well the next time slot is a bit further away or something like that so you could be lucky but no guarantees the good thing is that if you book a disney hotel through disney so not through booking.com or any other maybe cheaper hotel website but if you book through disney and you have a disney reservation number that you can add that when you're logged in to the app. Oh yeah, early access. Yeah, early access <laughs> to the restaurants uh, up to one year. Wow. so uh, Yeah. That's also why some restaurants are always full. <laughs> Even <laughs> yeah. when you start logging in exactly two months up front of your visit. All the good times are already gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sometimes are gone. But sometimes some restaurants like Pim Kitchen or downtown restaurants are added a little bit later, mm-hmm. is my experience, than other restaurants. But it's definitely worth to keep on checking like every day or at least once a week (laughs) before you go to Disneyland Paris and see um, if something well a better restaurant choice or a better time slot becomes available yeah that's totally true
0: now I'm also sticking to Walt Disney Studios Park here we're creating sort of a pattern yeah so next up on my list is Bistro Jeremy before Avengers Campus opened up I would have been easy to say that Bistro Cherami was the only place in Walt Disney Studios Park where you can get better than fast food quality meal. Mm-hmm. That being said, it is still the only table service restaurant in the second gate. Yep. The restaurant's concept is very cute. As a motivated cast member once told me, once you pass the dining area's threshold, you're now the size of a rat. (laughs) (laughs) Everything in the restaurant underlines it. It's kind of a honey-I-shrunk-the-kids-style concept. From the oversized cocktail umbrellas to the giant foliage and the humongous spoons holding up giant candles, the place makes you feel tiny, which... As somebody who's trying to lose weight is something I appreciate. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) There are also a few clever references. Among them are two large wine bottles near the veranda section of the restaurant. One bottle is from the year 2007, while the other is from 2014. These refer to the release year of the movie and the opening year of the attraction. However, one of the servers added his own twist to the mix. 2007 was the year when Remy was discovered by the restaurant critic Anton Ego, and 2014 was the year he opened his own restaurant. Whichever you choose to go with, the restaurant is about as French as it gets, culinary-wise, at Disneyland Paris. (laughs) Chez Rémy currently offers three menu options, one for kids, which features a starter, a main, a dessert, and a drink, and this is priced at €22. There's also the Rémy and Émile menus, the only difference being that the Émile menu also features a dessert. Those are priced at 34 and €42 per menu respectively. Vegans have one option for starters and mains, but none of the desserts are vegan. Vegetarians can enjoy all the desserts, of course. This is kind of a tough choice. So if you're a vegan, I mean, stick to the menu without the dessert option because, yeah, (laughs) it's not going to be worth it for you. Walt Disney Imagineering music director John Dennis, also known as JD, shared that all of the music we hear inside Remy's Ratatouille Adventure and Place de Remy were exclusively recorded for Walt Disney Studios Park. JD states that, quote, On the plaza, the attitude of the music is up, the tempo is bright, the performances are fun. (laughs) Because outside you want energy, people are walking around, we have background music that plays all throughout. But you might also hear individual instruments wafting out of some of the open windows. And as you get closer near Bistro Cherami, there is a small combo playing a guitar, drum, bass, a little piano, and it's all in sync. It's all working together. Nice. Inside the bistro, we took the arrangements somewhat down a little bit. Consider sitting in a restaurant and having loud music playing all the time. Mm -hmm. So we went to Michael. JD was referring to um, Michael Giacchino, an American composer who created the score for the film Ratatouille. And said, now we need to fold it back. We need to tone the music down, make it inviting, so people feel comfortable, not pressured. So we did new arrangements, a little slower tempo, smaller combo, almost influenced by a little cool jazz. But it's still the themes from the movie rearranged in a different way. Nice. End quote. Yeah. Music's always really subtle. I mean, I guess it depends on the situation. In a mm-hmm. show like Illuminations or Lanking Rhythm of the Pride Lands, it's really in your face. But in a restaurant at Disneyland Paris, it's usually taking a step back. It's in the background, but it does influence the ambiance of the restaurant. So it's really cool to learn that they created yeah, unique definitely. arrangements just for the bistro, for the land and for the attraction. The food quality is pretty good. I would compare it to your average steakhouse. Theming and ambiance are a huge mm-hmm. selling point for Cherie as well, which... Yeah, it's really kind of a trend in Disneyland Paris restaurants. Yeah. <laughs> so
1: what's next on your list, Niels? Well, next, or actually my last pick already, is not in the parks, but in Disney's Hotel New York, The Art of Marvel. Um, it's the downtown restaurant, Ooh. and this buffet is situated on the ground floor. It's also Marvel themed, just like uh, Pim Kitchen, but in a completely different way. Here at Hotel New York, we celebrate the Marvel comics and movies with art. So at downtown, we will find black and white comic art on the walls and on the placements. And some of the desserts have a little Marvel theme, like a cute baby Groot chocolate mousse, basically a small cup of mousse with a Groot chocolate on it, like it was planted in there. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> yeah, it's really cute. So the overall design of the restaurant is quite modern and sleek, like the whole Hotel New York uh, interior, actually. And I especially love the design of those circle-shaped ceiling lamps. They really set the atmosphere. Oh, yeah. The kitchen here is based on the three main kitchens of New York City, uh, the city of uh, the Avengers where you have American food like mini burgers, Asian food referring to the little Asia neighborhoods like dim sum and spring rolls or noodle soup and there's also Italian dishes like pasta, pizza, mozzarella, salad matching with New York's little Italy. Overall the buffet offers good quality food and quite a nice amount of variety and especially since Disneyland Paris has a very very limited offer of Asian food. I'm really happy that we have some options uh, here at the downtown restaurant buffet. So that's what I love most actually here. My personal uh, advice, don't take the pasta, don't take the pizza as they're not very special and also quickly stuff you. So that's not worth the money in my opinion, since downtown isn't the cheapest buffet (laughs) and it's open for dinner only very popular so also here make a reservation and this one is really hard even harder than bim kitchen uh, in my opinion yeah try to forecome the disappointment after quite a long walk from the parks through disney village to the hotel if you don't have a reservation then it's probably not going to happen if the app is not offering any possibilities for downtown or you don't see it at all then maybe give a call to the restaurant reservation phone number it's only operated in English and French, but maybe a real life cast member can help you somehow. So that would be my best option if the
0: app is not uh, helping you out. Most definitely. Yeah. It's a really great experience, especially if you're staying at the Hotel New York, The Art of Marvel, mm-hmm. because you can have a wonderful dinner there and then just, you know, yeah. walk to your room and fall asleep, <laughs> which is the best thing ever after Roll a day in the bed. parks. Yeah. yeah.
1: And we've recorded a full Patreon exclusive episode oh, about yeah. Downtown as well. So if you want to hear more, be sure to uh, check that out. One
0: out. oh yeah we go deep in that one yeah <laughs> my last pick we also recorded an episode on it oh. is waltz an american restaurant oh yeah good yeah. choice <laughs> check out episode number 65 on dining at waltz an american restaurant if you want to learn even more but in a nutshell it's one of the best table service restaurants at the resort and a must visit for any disneyland paris fan Waltz is a fascinating combination of a museum and restaurant, it features beautiful concept art for the resort that you can't see anywhere else, and five dining rooms, each one celebrating a different land in Disneyland Park. Waltz is also one of the best places to watch the parade go by if you happen to be sitting by the windows. The restaurant is the essence of Disneyland Paris, so it was designed with a no-expense spared approach. Each room is lavishly decorated, full of details, real antiques. Even the elevator is ornate with custom stained glass designs. Imagineer Eddie Soto shared that Waltz features over $100,000 in rewired antique and custom American Victorian lighting. The restaurant offers an adult and child menu. The child menu is priced at €22. And the adult menu consists of three courses and can be ordered with or without wine. So that comes in at forty-two euro or sixty-two euro with wine, respectively. Yeah. But to compare, Pim
1: Kitchen is thirty euros for a kid. So Waltz is eight euros cheaper. <laughs>
0: that's crazy. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's quite a difference. Yeah. As Pim Kitchen is also forty-two euros for adults, just like Waltz. So adults are on the same price level, but uh, yeah, it's quite a big difference uh, for the kids. But it's such
0: a different experience. I think Waltz, for kids... I mean they can definitely go Mm -hmm. as a child if you have one that has a lot of energy I don't know if it's like the best place because it's such a quiet and elevated dining experience (laughs) I agree so probably they keep the price for kids
1: a little bit lower at Waltz to stimulate parents to come (laughs) with their kids while the kids want to go to Pim's Kitchen because of the whole Ant-Man concept and uh, yeah maybe that's the choice on the
0: other hand if you want to get away from people's kids this is a great (laughs) restaurant because when we dined there I think I only saw like one couple with kids and I walk through all five rooms so yeah. it's, <laughs> it's definitely
1: quiet there are people with
0: kids then usually they have well, quiet kids yeah. <laughs> that's a nice way to put it yeah so most beverages are charged separately while annual pass holders qualify for a free non-alcoholic welcome drink The latter goes for all the table service restaurants on our list, by the way. Mm. Buffet restaurants do not offer that welcome drink. As for the selection, there are four starters, five mains, and five desserts to choose from for adults. Kids have three choices per course, so not an extremely extensive menu, but enough variety for omnivores. Vegetarians also have a few options. Two out of the four starters are veggie, one out of the five mains, and all five desserts, of course. Food is good. It's not Michelin star quality, but for what you pay and the ambience you get to experience, it's definitely worth it. Yeah, I agree. This is a really nice breakdown of like the best places to eat in and out of the parks. Yeah, let us know if you guys have any other fabulous restaurants that we should have included in the list in the comments. Yeah, have a... (laughs) Bon Appetit! <laughs> Enjoy your food! <laughs> yeah. So Niels, where can people find
1: you? People can find me mainly on Instagram where I'm posting daily uh, pictures of the parks. At Capturing Disney Parks is my um, handle and for all my other activities please visit CapturingDisneyParks.com
0: Awesome! Be sure to follow Airmagique on Twitter, Instagram and our website airmagique.net for all the latest Disneyland Press news and podcast updates please consider supporting the show on patreon.com slash airmagique. You get access to a completely new exclusive episode every month and it really helps out a lot and keeps the show running Yes. before we go. (laughs) We did want to thank some of our patrons and you can also get a shout out at the Sequoia tier. So thank you to Simon, Jen, JP, Jerry, and tulips. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much guys. Thanks y'all. Well, everyone stay safe and have a wonderful day. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. Mention the lost posters of Phantom Manor. Like many of you know, Phantom Manor underwent an in-depth refurbishment in 2018. While the dark ride was enjoying some well-deserved rest and relaxation, Imagineers put up construction walls around the perimeter. Rather than leaving them bare, Imagineers decided to hang up several posters in the form of old "quote unquote" Thunder Mesa Daily Messenger newspapers. These teased parkgoers with the newly defined story and attraction we are familiar with today i thought these were really fun so i wanted to share them with y'all today Mm -hmm. is thunder mesa becoming a ghost town disquiet spreads through thunder mesa after several sightings of ghosts and apparitions and townsfolk are asking are ghosts escaping phantom manor (laughs) life in thunder mesa is rarely quiet but events of recent weeks have caused an increasing disturbance reports have been coming in of strange events all over town which seemed to have no logical explanation. The first ghostly encounter happened a week past Monday when Miss Cynthia Perry (laughs) was out taking a stroll with her two pugs. She was approached by a lady who introduced herself as Miss Murphy and inquired as to the whereabouts of a certain Mr. Ballard. Miss Perry, being relatively new to the town, was unable to help, but was taken aback by the lady's exceptionally pale appearance and asked if she might help in any other way. Miss Murphy demurred and hurried on and when Miss Perry turned to see in which direction she might have headed the lady in question had completely disappeared <laughs> Old Joe came into the Chronicles office last week and swears he met Dakota Dick who hasn't been seen in these parts alive at least since 1860 according to Joe quote that varmint staggered right up mo <laughs> right up <laughs> 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 <Sorry>. <laughs> right up to me, holding his stomach and asking if Doc Wazell was in town. Could hardly believe my eyes. He didn't look well at all. Says he's been poisoned again, end quote. The Chronicle did some checking and indeed there's a tombstone for Dakota Dick right here in Boot Hill. Now that was just a short preview of the full length Patreon exclusive show. You can get instant access to this episode as well as Disneyland Paris Hacks 2.0. Disneyland Paris on a budget, and the Discoveryland Deep Dive, along with all of our other fabulous Patreon-exclusive episodes, now on patreon.com slash airmagique. See you there!